just a three. Yeah. Hockey players are like, when yeah. I, man, I remember John LeClaire, man, I shook his hand. It was like, it was like a vice grip, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with like a handshake, like, I was like, oh man, I'm like, <laughs> The Parant Favel Generation X podcast is powered by Biscuit Tees and Favel Fitness. Bringing you unique comfort and style while optimizing a healthy, organic lifestyle. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How's everything in Philadelphia? It's hot. Corey, met you before, Corey. No, nice to meet you, David. Thank you so much for for doing this with us. Yeah, let's look. Look. So there's uh, Bobby Clark. Okay, this is the this was hanging bones. I don't know if that's your dad. Me or Corey? Me? Yeah. But that's an old picture. There's Bobby Clark. Right. I don't know who's in net there, though. I don't. Yeah, think I don't know. No, I don't think that's your dad. I can't see it close enough to tell. We'll have to zoom in. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Look at that, see. Right out the Wall of Fame. There it is. Let's see. I know. I don't. Rec- is it your dad? No. Corey? No, that's my dad. Yeah, that's Corey's dad. Are that's my dad. Yeah, yeah, that's my dad. That's his own man. Look at that shot. How funny is that? That's so funny. You're recording all this stuff. Oh, we're recording it. There you go. Wait, that so Corey, so your dad? That's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's Do you know that this was hanging in the on the stud of bones for like 12 seasons, man? Oh my god, your daughter would love that. You have to tell her, Corey. Well, seasons. That was above my desk, and it was just this older picture that I had, and I was like, I loved it. I mean, that's it's amazing. So funny. Like their hairs are cut like fit. That's so cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Usually, everybody's got a picture. Everyone's got a picture of Bernie. <laughs> I know. That's not. I didn't even know you had a picture of Doug Cavell hanging on your wall. Where am I supposed to look? Here? I feel like I'm. Is that better? Do I look straight when I'm looking there? Yeah, you look straight. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's perfect. Is that better? Yeah. Well, how long did you podcast, Tim and Corey? Oh, let's see. What? This is like oh, our fifth oh. episode. <laughs> so, like three months. Okay. Good work. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. So, it's been fun. You know, we're just growing up in the NHL world and it's just. A unique way to grow up so we kind of wanted to you know we've been having fun with it great god bless you man it's great whatever it takes right and you're our first non-hockey pro to be on so i, I wish i played hockey i should have just my mom did not want to get up in the morning <laughs> it's a commitment it's, it's like tough. a huge well, commitment. you know for me it was buffalo new york and it was it was a little colder there than it was in philadelphia I had yeah. pictures, and my dad did a kid show named Rock Ship Seven, so he was up and out the yep. door at four a.m. Wow! It'd be at the station, and if during the winter time, it, like the snow, it was you know that was kind of tough. So mm-hmm. I, I was like always wanted to play hockey, but my mom was not getting up that early. Wow! Well. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford it. It's, I know it's like ridiculous how how expensive it is. Yeah, so we were we kind of kind of lost that. And then when I moved to Philly, I wanted to play, but I didn't didn't do it. Yeah, it well, it's funny because um, Brooks Barber, Billy's son, wanted to play goalie, and Billy was like, "I'm not spending that money on that equipment." <laughs> so, 
How about today's cost? It's like a stick is like three hundred and eighty dollars. That's crazy. Oh, hey, I'm telling like show you right here. This <laughs> now we're getting our props up. Yeah. Four hundred dollars. What? Wow. Like, yeah, four hundred dollars. And then you gotta get skates. You got I mean, yeah, you're right. It's 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 turned I'm into an expensive store. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is that your stick, Corey? Um, yeah, that's that's one of them. You could tell I wasn't a goalie. <laughs> How long did you play for, man? Um, I played up till about 21, till I was 21, but uh, oh. I, I think I should have been a goalie. I didn't grow very big, so oh, okay. that's that's kind of the line of work I do now. I work with a lot of uh, elite junior hockey players uh, working their way to the NHL, and, and I strength train them. And oh, cool. uh, I would have used, I would have had Jaden work with you like a couple of years ago, but now he's flipped the script and now he's a musician and he's singing and oh sweet. I in. love his music too. He's he's really good. Yeah, he's, he's definitely has a style. And he's he's off to NYU at the Clive Davis program in August. And nice. August. Yeah. So his journey's beginning, you know. And he'll be over this wow. way. New York is the you know the place to go for that. I, love, I gotta get out of California guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, hard to transplant from the east coast i think yeah it is, you know? it is. i would I, i'd love to be back when he was playing at south kent so i'd go and visit him in the dorms freshman and sophomore year and i loved it loved being back in that environment and the, the cold and connecticut gorgeous and it's just a great area i love philly in the fall and the spring that's about it yeah oh it's the best did you want to be an athlete or were you always like focused on acting? You know, I, I didn't, I didn't do when I was, I remember in fourth grade, I was always athletic. So I, I was always playing football, uh, basketball. I wasn't, I was loved football. That was like my thing. I remember doing a play, I think it was fourth grade and I went to St. Thomas and I did this play and I tried out and I got it. It was the lead, whatever it was. But I remember doing the play and I was one of those guys that was like, oh, I'm an athlete. I'm not an actor because it felt like I shouldn't be an actor. I should be an athlete. Like right. I'm covering for my real passion deep inside. Right. Yeah. Um, it happens a lot. Yeah, I remember doing this play a lot. I mean, it was when I was a young kid and I just got so jazzed when I hit the stage. Something happened and I felt this, um, um, this unbelievable energy that um, – uh, spirit that kind of came out of me, right? And I was young at the time. And then I went on and did another play in eighth grade. And then when in high school, I didn't do anything but play football. I, I thought I was going to be a professional football player, and that didn't work right. out. And uh, so I think it was always inside me. I just didn't know really how to connect to it or what it meant. You know, I didn't. I didn't know that what all that was. It took a while. So, um, so when did that click with you? Like. Well, like I said, I had little moments of it. Like that first play I did, I was like, wow, what is this feeling? And then, you know, you're in fourth grade, you don't really you know right. much about it. And eighth grade was cool. I did Hello, Dolly. I was the uh, lead in that. And then nice. high school, they wanted me to be like the, the high school play guy. He's like, can you, you know, you should do a play. And I almost had me and I didn't do it. I was too jocked out. I was like, I can't. This is not going to work. And it's a shame because that is such a stigma for jocks like to be in the play. It's like still like that. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's, I don't know what that is, but it, I don't know. So, I, you know, then I went out to college when I was, went to Ithaca. I, I studied film. I didn't study theater. I, I think I did one class that I had to do with like acting 101. Um, and then I just, I, I, I made movies and, uh, you know, Ithaca college was beautiful. It was a great place for four years. I loved it. Um, 
And uh, then again, it was like, yeah, I just want to direct, you know, I just want to be a director. I got into the directing thing and writing and the acting thing never, I, I, I knew I deep down, I wanted to do it. I just didn't really, I don't know. And then I moved out to California. I remember being here the first week and I went to an audition with my friend who went to USC and he was an actor. He wanted to really be an actor. So he helped me kind of break out of a shell there. And I went, went on an audition with a commercial audition. I ended up getting an audition commercial. Like totally out of the blue, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of snowballed, and mm-hmm. from there we, uh, um, you know, I just I kind of got an agent, and I mean, crazy stories. I mean, for me, it was uh, I was living on a couch downtown in L.A. in '91. I had two suits that I got from a high school graduation party. Um, I mean, I literally was just looking for work, and um, I ended up really just kind of going over to the acting world because that's where the opportunity was in auditions. I got like, I, I got married with children. Uh, I got coach. I did all these like sit, small sitcoms and commercials, tons of commercials, but I wasn't really trained like technically. So all of my, all of my experiences really is my work, my life. Like when I traveled to Europe, when I was in college, that I like, I, I lived life. Like that, that to me was my growth. And that was to me like, understanding what the world is about but i had like the european tour i was like out <laughs> up at 4 p.m didn't do anything <laughs> i had a car across the across the night it was the night journey yeah i just experienced life and that's awesome though to do that that age like i encourage my kids to do that kind of stuff you know yeah the world. yeah Go see the world, like enjoy the time you have to travel. I would say get a URL pass, get some traveler's checks and roll because you just, you end up in these great, crazy situations and they're hilarious. But (laughs) I mean, I could give you tons. I don't think you have enough time to really hear about all. You know, for me, it was committing to finding how to get my technique down, like how to, how do you, how do you hone your natural ability? But then again, it's like as an athlete, like this is, if you're a good hockey player or a good athlete, you have to work on your on the training aspect of it, right? Okay. Your, your speed, your quickness. So I had to find somebody who would kind of help me with the technical side of it because he's all these little tricks. So I found somebody by the name of Stephen Book, and I studied with him for about two and a half, almost three years. And it was all improvisational theater. So it was like Viola Spolin, all improvisational games. And what that means is you you go up on stage and you have nothing in front of you. you just you're acting out yeah. milk and opening refrigerators and right. you're training your body with nothing there. And and that translates later on when you're in front of a camera, camera or you're live on stage or whatever that is. You 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 train your body to mechanically match your emotions. So you're not like bumbling all over the place. You know, ah, you don't freak out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any of those too. So um, I studied with him for every day. Yeah, <laughs> for a while, and then I was doing a lot of commercials with a lot of directors, like Budweiser commercials, um, David Fincher. Uh, he did a lot of dark commercials in Hollywood. One that didn't even air was like a bunch of actors that are there were a bunch of stoners doing one-liners back and forth. <laughs> great, <laughs> great movie lines, right? Yeah, mine was open the pod bay door hell. That was from the 2001 Space Odyssey. I swear to God, I couldn't get my line out. 
<laughs> I did it all day. I like I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I had it in a tear box. I was so freaking nervous. Um, like those are the things you go through, right? Uh-huh. And you know, you just start to beat yourself up so internally that you can't. It's like you're gripping the stick too tight. You gotta just like. Yeah. But like I did a lot of those, and then I just got a break. And my manager, who's still my manager today, I, you know, I, I had a dog. Dog's name was Bertha Blue because I'm a big Grateful Dead fan, mm-hmm. and um, I said, I'm going to get this dog. It was a rescue, and named named her Bertha Blue, and she kind of was mm-hmm. with me from the beginning of, you know, when I when I was living with my friends uh, out in Hollywood and at houses, and, and uh, I was walking my dog, and my manager spotted me. There's no lie; it's kind of like a Schwab's kind of story of old Hollywood, and he said, you know, at the time he's like, I was either going to pick that guy up. Or I'm going to represent him. <laughs> definitely the later one happened. Uh, so I went in to meet with him, and the next day I booked um, was Buffy because they were looking for somebody. Wow. They came to like the last thing. I went in to read, and I met Marcia Shulman, who was the casting director for Buffy at the time. Great gal. My first meeting with her, we talked about restaurants in New York on the East Coast for an hour and a half. Didn't mm-hmm. even the material wow. right. So she's yeah. like, well, probably should probably read this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got through it. And then I had to go back and I read for Gal Berman, Joss Whedon, uh, David Greenwald in this room. And they were taping the, 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 uh, the audition. And in the audition is, I, uh, I think I fell off the motorcycle and then Buffy comes down and she like beats me up and then mm-hmm. takes me up and then I'm on the ground and then I appear, that's my character. So I had this chair in the audition room, like, <laughs> spinning it around, and I'm like, it's not going to become a motorcycle how many times you spin it. <laughs> for me, and I got through the audition, and I remember, I remember leaving the room, going, "Oh my god, I almost messed up! Like I almost screwed up the whole audition." Well, long story short, I ended up getting the role, and it was really a big start for me because I had really had done nothing, to be honest with you, I had nothing, and. Um, Got this role. It was booked for seven episodes out of twelve. It was a small role. It was the breakdown was a you know a two hundred and forty two year old vampire with a conscious who was like a prize fighter, kind of represented Joe Lewis like a boxer. And I was like, I love this. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like that's a perfect. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> well, little did I know that this character would just become what it became between me and Sarah and it was a big big deal like I remember we did the 13 episodes and when it came out I was like wow it was a big cult audience it was yeah um and it was uh it was quite a ride and it it swept me up pretty fast and and I look back and I said I don't think I was really prepared for that experience I was young and well I wasn't too young but I was like 26 yeah 26 where all those kids were like, you know, 18, 19, 20. I was much older. And, um, you know, it just took off and was lucky so to, to create. He literally just grabbed, like you weren't, he just saw you and said, hey. Well, I want my you, to manager, you mean my manager? Yeah, he, he, what happened was, it was weird because it was in the neighborhood and a, a neighborhood friend, I was like, I put it out to the universe. I needed a manager at the time. You know, and that came back to me. And it came back, you know. Yeah. I really believe in manifestation and chakras yeah. and being spirit. Like, that's a big component in my life. Um, more, so now, more so now than it ever has been. Um, but uh, um, 
And I got in to see Tom at the time, and he, and I walked in, and he said, "Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I to see you tomorrow, Marsha Schulman, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "What? What? Okay, so that's how it kind of happened." But uh, you know, he's near and dear. He's a big part of the family, and been with him over 25 years. I mean, wow. I think I've been doing network television for just be my 25th year doing network television. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm proud of that, and um, you know, that's kind of how I started a little bit there. I mean, you, but well, you went from that, like to Bones, to SEAL Team. So it's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been a, well, then Buffy, and then I got my own spinoff. I got Angel. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. For five seasons. And um, it was a, a remarkable experience shooting that show at night and the, the, the directors we had and what we had to do in eight days. And my stunt guy repelling off big buildings in downtown LA off wires, doing a lot of wire work, green screen work. I mean, what they do on Marvel films today uh, and what we did, they, they kind of mirror each other because the technology is so much better that it's a lot easier in a lot of ways. I and mean, when we did it, it was a lot more difficult. Right. You know, but demons coming from ceilings and on, on wires floating around on green screens. And mm -hmm. that, was a, that was a big learning experience for me for five, five seasons that I was able to do that show. And, I know George Lucas was a huge fan of the show. He came to yeah, cool. set. I had lunch with him. It was a, it was an exciting time for that. And then we we got over that. And then I yeah went to Bones. And I again just it was a, it was something that when Gal Berman left uh, left the WB who found me, she went to Fox at the time, brought me in, and said, "We want you to do this role. This is your show." And I was like, "Wow, this is amazing." And um, did the pilot and. It came out and she left the network. She went on to do something else. And there was another, and then we were the last pilot to get picked up uh, at Fox. Uh, wow. um, yeah. So we got picked up and it's history. It was 12 seasons, you know. That's, yeah. I mean, talk about cult following. You had that with Bones too. I mean, yeah, it was a different show. It was pretty much a dramedy. We really pushed the envelope. At that time when we started that show, um procedurals were very dry it was like csi miami right and it was all about catch the killer pull the glasses we were i work with this great woman her name's ivana chubbick and i still work with her so she just changed my world and studies and acting and, and i finally understood what how the process is with her you know i'm not technically trained as an actor my life is my canvas like my my ups my downs my controversies my adversities whatever is part of me becomes part of whatever that scene is like that's how i relate to anything and, and that's so it's such a an amazing experience for me to go through that catharsis of it because it's stuff that's really going on in your life you know yeah. it's, it's a lot of therapy in a lot of ways but uh you know, that was a, it was a great show. Bones opened up so many doors. And when we started, we changed the format in a way that it was these two guys and we're talking over this dead body. And instead of just doing the stats and whatever, I, we, we just did these, we had this chemistry that was all about mm -hmm. what did you do last night all over and we're having an argument, you know, over <laughs> dead I'm, I'm poking her, I'm pulling out <laughs> the care. It became more of a character show. In a procedural format. Yeah, and the chemistry was there right off the bat, for sure. Yeah, yeah. with Emily was fantastic. We had, we had one girl 
who originally had gotten the role and we, um, we did it, they wanted to, to test her. So I, you go kind of in a room with a bunch of people in a theater and, they, and you read scenes and they test you. So um, they brought Emily in last minute and this other girl basically had the part and I did the scene with the girl who had the part and then Emily came in and it was like, wow, like it just snapped. Like she, there was a part of the scene where she got up and she just got in my face and she told me, she put me in my place, strong female character lead. Like yeah. she challenged me, right? And I was like, this is great. Yeah. Left that room and the head of uh, Fox at the time, she came up to me and she's like, well, we really, we like her. We want to go with her. And I'm like, well, what about the girl that has the role? Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, like, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, you feel really bad because I knew that girl. And, and, yeah. and you know, I remember the net, head of the network lady going, you're not going to, like, not do the show if she doesn't do it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just here for the process, right? And Emily got in. It was great. And she's such a wonderful person. And. We we just took that show and made it a character driven procedural. Mm -hmm. I think changed those types of shows as we progressed to season five, to season six. You could see the procedural start to loosen up on other networks because they wanted the bones. Yeah, and there were a lot after that with that trying to get that same kind of vibe going. Because I was going to ask, I know like with hockey, mm -hmm. it's so much over the years as you know, you know. And I was one curious of how that was with you too, like to see just how things change through the years from when you, you first know, started. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a type of, in, you know, getting into the directing aspect of it and the acting aspect of it. I use sports a lot as a as a metaphor for me to, to how do I attack my game? How do I attack my scene? How do I go at a, a script? Um, obviously, there are things that I do in the script to break it down that I learned with Stephen Book that I was telling you about, how to break a script down, find its beats, it's all study stuff, right? But it's valuable because you know how to break it down and it's in your, you get it in your head and you get the motion of the emotions and you get the stuff in your body. That's the fun part, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, for me, I'm, I'm such a sports oriented person being from Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia sports, as you know, yeah. <laughs> with all that stuff. And I just have a, a love of the game, especially for hockey and, how they get the puck in the zone. How do we can attack the seam? I want to keep moving. I don't, you know, it, it, I relate to all of that. And I understand right. it. And I bring it into my work a lot of ways. But it, it's changed. I mean, as the game has changed, so has uh, the acting. You know, the world of entertainment. Where you go from, you know, what networks are today were not what they were 10 years ago, 20 mm -hmm. years ago. Everything's yeah. streaming. Everybody wants to watch streaming. Streaming, streaming, streaming. Stream this show. Stream. They don't have the patience. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's more about thousands of choices and it's a buffet of stuff. And it's funny that's what Doc Emmerich said about hockey when he left. He's like, now it's so with all the streaming and everything, it's just so different. It's just not a part of of who he is. Like, yeah, retired. Yeah. I think you have to. You know, for me, it's I'm I'm excited. I actually love it. I pivot. I just pivot, make a move, pivot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it works for you. It's that obviously works. working. You gotta adjust. Like, I, I you have yeah. to adjust. You have to be able to understand fun too. You know, it has fun. so much fun i mean yeah. what we do today and on our show on seal team is so i can't tell you 
the mental and physical exhaustion of the character alone is I can I'm imagine so awful to play this guy. Um, you know, I'm 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 so grateful to be able to step in his shoes and represent somebody who struggles from PTS or struggles mm -hmm. from a, you yeah. know a TBI and how our military is not understood and not accepted. You know, it's been a, it's been like that for years. And it's funny. I talked to my dad. And he's like, the military just never gets appreciated. You know, you look at shows that are on TV now. It's uh, SEAL Team. <laughs> there's, there's not many military shows out there. Yeah, it's the way they they are. And I and, and I and I was talking to somebody about this. Today, you know, the biggest. I'm so proud of the fact that I can hear from somebody who said to me, you know, I really appreciate watching your show and watching you struggle in a scene that, that if your character's going through some therapy or whatever, he's struggling with PTS or his TBI. I relate to that. It made me go get help. It made me call wow. my friends, you know, like somebody, we, we did a, a guest thing for The Price is Right where we host The Price is Right, which by the way, it was like big check. <laughs> I did the whole thing, and we did it on Veterans Night. It was like probably it was the coolest experience. But we had someone who came up, and she was a veteran. She said, "You know, you saved my life. I was wow. really thinking about taking my life, and I watched your show, and it, and it helped me." So wow. when you hear stories like that, that's the yeah. biggest for me. That's, that's, that's my award. That's my that's my kind of. That's thing. awesome. And it's it's almost like it's the Chris Julak who's on SEAL teams. It's like a love letter to the real SEAL who created the show. So, well, you really like do an awesome job of portraying that and what it's really like for the families and when they're away, just the emotion, dealing with trauma on the job and stuff. I think you guys really do a, a really good job of portraying what it's like for the real people out there experiencing it. We keep it real. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Miro is our DP. We it's very documentary. It's very fast. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it's not a. Essentially, we're we're moving to a streaming format uh, this season. So we're doing four episodes on the network, and then we go over to Paramount Plus, which is their streaming platform, which is great because we're allowed to now have 14 more minutes of time, and we can. Oh, nice. Swear we can do whatever we want. Yeah. We don't have to We don't have to worry about commercials. So it's going to really flip the script for us, and it's like a new. Even though we're going into our fifth season, it feels like a new, new thing, and that's that's yeah. so. It's like we have to put on a you know a new pair of uh, new pair of blades or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll <laughs> be cool. fun to watch it and see how yeah. with all the changes how it, it you yeah. know portrayed. So it'll be fun. I wanted to ask you, David, a um, friend of mine, a uh, big big uh, SEAL fan, but he said. David's in great shape. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's built like a professional athlete. So I just was curious, what is, you know, your training like for, you know, for a SEAL team? Is it different from a Buffy, from a Bones? Yeah. Like you are in great shape. What, you know, what kind of do you do to, to keep it up? Man, you know, when, when Buffy and Angel were happening, I was younger and it was all flying on wires and it was yeah. late <laughs> shooting. And I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. not like Peter Pan out there. Uh, <laughs> not as, as physical. And I always told Hart Hansen, you don't utilize me as this character enough. Like, I don't I do not do tons of stunts. Like, I could. <laughs> yeah. It's more yeah. like, hey, you know, back and forth banter with all about the character stuff. But with this show, yeah, it's difficult. You know, I tr the way I train is I, I usually – I have a trainer. He's a great guy. I, I, I work out 
now three, four times a week. I do a lot of boxing now. I love boxing. Mm-hmm. Boxing's a big component of my cardiovascular and just I love the the rhythm of it, the movement, hand-eye coordination, the speed of it. Um, mm-hmm. I train very lightweight. I don't do a lot of heavy lifting as the other guys do. Like uh, the other guys on the show, they like they're just massive, massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more trying to keep it lean. I do a lot of high reps. You yeah. know, I'll do circuits. I'll rest for like a minute in between. I'll do ten rounds of boxing. I'll do a lot of bike work. I'll do a lot of band work, um, yeah. some flexibility work, um, stuff like that. I don't do a lot of running these days just because it's hard on my knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do a lot of skating. I mean, I used to play tons of ice hockey, pickup games. Um, we had a club on Saturdays where we'd play. I love the speed of the game. Hockey yeah. to me is just like the most remarkable, like euphoric experience. Like I get out <laughs> of the ice, I got white noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is my meditative. I don't think of anything because so fast you don't have time. Right. Yeah. Perfect for me. Like I, I, that speed helps me. And, you know, and I think I'm just like the best center. <laughs> Bobby Clark, you're Bobby Clark. Right. Yeah. Hey, you could be if you went in yeah. that bridge. You never know. Well, yeah. There, there could have been a shot. I could have made it. Yes. Yeah. I could have made it, man. I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> my mom only got up for my practices. I could have probably been in. I respect the game so much. Um, so my training is like comprised of things that I like. like I love boxing. I love ice hockey. Yeah. I like, to tra- but I like to train like an athlete. I like. I yeah. literally look at my season right now. I'm I'm in preseason right now. We don't start shooting until next week. When you air that, we'll start shooting this podcast. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like okay. I love the mental preparation of it. I love the physicality preparation of it. And it's like training camp. Like I put myself in the training camp. Yeah. I feel like an athlete. I have my nutrition down. What I can eat. What I can't eat. Um, you know. So t- you gotta take really good care of your body. It's so important, especially yeah. a wall like this because you're wearing a lot of gear. You're shooting a lot of guns. You're running all over the place. It's you know the end of last season. I was fireman carrying a, a actual seal. One of the episodes. I, I was going to say your calves seen yeah. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Like two hundred forty pounds. That's and he was a two forty like thick wow. forty. It wasn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> was so, that with or without the equipment? <laughs> I had the equipment on, and I had the fire fireman carry him down this small incline. And I kid you not, I was like, part of me is, I just don't do it. Don't do it. You're the director. Don't do this. Let the stunt guy do it. Let the stunt guy do it. Right. I was like, don't but do your it. ego on, right? Yeah. The ego uh-huh. <laughs> always gets in the way. Let, yep. me, let me just try it. Right. So I get the guy on my shoulders. I'm like, fucking roll the camera. Let's go. Yeah. I'm walking. I'm freaking struggling. In the back wow. of the head, the drone guy's like, try to get to the edge of the mountain at the end because I get a cool swooping shot. I'm yeah. not thinking that. <laughs> what do you need to get and I hear that last voice. Well, like it's like someone tells me to go over to the side. I'm gonna go over. Well, as I was trying to get over, my right ankle twisted. Oh. Uh-huh. So my right ankle went and I caught it and I just dropped right backwards. Yeah. My knees went bam. Uh. And I was lying there going, I'm I'm fucked. Can you swear? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, you're good. <laughs> all right, so I'm done, and I was like, "Don't touch me, nobody move." I was like breathing inside, slowly put my legs out. Didn't hear any pops. I'm okay. My ankle was black, blue, purple. It was pretty. It was a painful oh. ankle. I got up, 
I was like, okay, I walked it off, got some ice on it, finished the afternoon, got to lunch, I got in my trailer, right? Got everybody away, took my, my shoe off, and it's just so much pain. Oh. Fucking in a bucket of ice water. Like uh. <laughs> yeah, man, let's go. Like, I got to get back out there. Like, I gotta get back out. So I got it. on. I'm all dirty. Then I got it out. And then I got taped up. I put it back on. I finished the day. Well, you know, you go home and you're like, it's so painful the next day. Uh. <laughs> I had to shoot. I had to finish the, my show and then the last show of the season, running through, jumping on helicopters. Uh. I had to like brace it up. I had to, you know, I hey, you're in the playoffs. You know, you got to do playoffs, that. I didn't cry. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I, I, got, I got it done. I, I like, right. and after, when the season was over, yeah. Then I got the doctor, the medics, they take a look right. at you, did what I need to do. And, uh, you know, and yeah. it, like you said to your, what you're saying, Corey, like I have to like going into this season, you know, I went and saw my knee doctor. He's like, you know, you can't do those stunts. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not spring chickens. You gotta be yeah. smart. I, like think like Tom yeah. Brady, he's in the game. And he's smart, right? He's a drop back right. quarterback. He's technically smart. He knows where to put, place the ball. He's in good yeah. shape, but he's not going to run around like, yeah. you know, like a quarterback's going to run around and put himself yeah. in position to get hurt. Right. Vulnerable positions. Yeah, that's what I got to do. So then I get my, you know, I, I just finished my PRP shots. I don't know if you know what a PRP shot is. No. So they take your blood. They draw blood about this much blood out of your arm. Right. Two big containers and they spin it. And they're called rich plasma. They take the plasma of that blood, right? Which is like rich. And they, uh, about this man, a needle about this long, right? Oh. And I did both knees. So they take that uh, blood. First, they shoot it up with lidocaine with a needle that big. Boom, the lidocaine. And then they put the big blood. They put the blood back in your knee. And then they put another shot. So three shots on each oh, knee. Wow. You got to do it for three three times. Yeah. Oh, my knees hurt. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it. Yeah, oh. and it's like you got to prepare for the season because now my knees are done. I got them done. They're finally met the third week. I finished it on Monday. And so I got that done. And that's just part of the prep. It's part of the, the mm -hmm. what you need to do. And what I need to, I will be smarter and I won't be carrying right. fire carrying. What happened to the guy you were carrying? He was fine, I'm guessing. <laughs> He's like, dude, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> really great guy, soft spoken, real seal about it. You know, oh really? Show, our, show had, uh, our show was was pitched by a real guy. Um, he Mark Owen. He was thirteen deployments. He was second in on Bin Laden. He was in the wow. raid. These wow. guys. Are, we have a Delta Force guy. We we have the real deal. We don't mess yeah. with them. So um, I used to watch that reality show about Seal about the Seal team, mm -hmm. and it's like like years ago. I don't know how long ago. It was like fifteen years ago. It was so. It's in. I mean, it's amazing what those yeah. guys. Like, I, it's just unreal to me what those guys do, and, and the, 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 mental, the mental, the yeah. mental. Again, like you got to be, you have to obviously be physically ready for it, train, but you also be have to be mentally. Prepared. Right, like to make it on the team, don't they put them through a lot of like really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Very strenuous. You know, I was just on vacation, and we go to this one spot or the pool. It's huge. It's like half the size of a football field. So every year I go underwater, and I have to get underwater without coming up for air. And I did it this right. year. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I like, I got to hit those marks. Like, I got to hit the yeah. mark. Like, as an, I got to think like an athlete. I got to train like an athlete. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, totally I like how, how you put everything in and yeah. kind of like an athlete. 
you do you get to hang out with uh i don't know what part of california you're in but do you get to hang out with any the la kings or are you more near anaheim or do you get to hang out with hockey guys because you're a big I hockey fan know him well man i know luke real well i know robotai um oh, sweet i kopi loves the show i love seal team he's a big fan yeah um you know joe thornton i know all the I know so many flyers. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, I just, I've been fortunate enough to, for me, it was like a big thing. It's like, oh, I can now go see the flyer games and really get to meet the players. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. And they're just great guys, and the organization is awesome. And uh, you know, I, they're the players that are out here that I met down at the Staples Center. I know most of them. You know, I go to their events. Whatever that, whatever I may do for them, I, I love doing that. I you know I did a lot of work with Mr. Snyder and his charitable. I was just gonna say that, yeah, Mr. Snyder. I really love love that aspect of it, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I have one goal. My goal is to win a Stanley Cup and own a team, and that will happen. Yeah, nice. I like that. <laughs> uh, and you know what? You've been right about everything else, so I don't doubt that. I'm um, I'm sure it will happen. <laughs> well, you're in tune with the universe and your chakras, and that's something. Yeah. I really believe in that I, stuff. I'm, so. one, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, really big into that. That's the way yeah, I, I work with it. Cranial sacral. Do you ever do cranial sacral massage? No. Okay, oh so it's an amazing experience, and that was one something I just got kind of tuned into is I was struggling with TMJ, which uh, like, oh, that is yeah, first. Yeah, I didn't know how to handle that. So, <laughs> you know, if I get something, it's like they got to fix it right away. They got to get it done right away. They got like, yeah. the hardware store. What do you need? Bam, bam, bam. Right? It's, yeah. yeah. Obsessive, right? Went to my yeah. dentist twice. What is this pain? I got to get rid of it. I went to a specialist, found this guy you know, to make a mouthpiece. And then I was like, you know, let me just go do some holistic stuff. So, I found this woman, life, life down, and she, she, takes her hands and glides them over underneath your body at certain spots. There's not intense. It's just energy. Mm -hmm. energy. On the table for two and a half hours, I could feel like the energy swirling around me. It's like, I felt oh, like Bob Weir. I was like floating, right? All the energy. She was aligning the chakras yeah. in the body. And I could just feel like this vibration go through my whole body. I mean, it was, wow. so, it was an amazing experience. And then the floodgates open because you, you start to release your emotional attachments. To mm -hmm. Yeah. You get to the deep root of what the trauma is all about. Yeah. Trauma. What like the hip is about abandonment and the knees are about being stuck. You know, so there's all these things learning how to breathe your heart and your mind. It's a, it's a great experience. Mm -hmm. Opened up and crying like a baby on the table. <laughs> um, I love that. That's an amazing experience. And, I, and she was great. I was trustworthy. And as I was leaving, oh. when I was leaving, she said to me, "You know, I wasn't, I wasn't hitting spots, you know, in my head where to go. You were guiding me where to take me." Wow. Oh, whoa, that's trippy. I love that. Like <laughs> when I get into my well, when I get into like a good meditation or with a really good yoga where I'm really fully present mm -hmm. and those moments happen, it's the absolute best. Like you can't even explain. Like I've chose just even thinking about it. I love it so much. You know, the experience, it's like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, when you're on the ice and you're skating and you're flying and you don't think you're in the zone, like athletes get in the zone. It's just, it's, it's effortless, right? Mm -hmm. Your energy is effortless and you're just, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to be, to see like, when Jordan played, he was so 
unconscious, I think, at times. He was so mm -hmm. young, so he was meticulous. He worked hard at it, right? You got to work. You got to work. You got to put the time mm -hmm. and training down. But there's that energy of it. It's like, man, it's so <laughs> amazing. It's like music. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I get that way with my um, art, too, when I'm drawing. Sometimes I'm overthinking it, and then I'm just like, uh, but when I get into it, it's like three hours go by, and it's awesome. But, like, even I love all your posts with, like, all the classic movies, and mm -hmm. I love, like, that, and the uh, paintings and all that stuff. I just, yeah, yeah, it's been, keep posting that. I will. I definitely will. And I, I love got, I'm excited about the season. I got to get some stuff to wear. I know. I got to send you more biscuit teas. Yeah, you know? I, will tell, I will tell my wardrobe guy, he's like, I need the number. I need the number. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he contacts you. But yes. I, I thank you. I got to tell you, I, I, I'm so happy and pleased. Every all my shows, I put some Philadelphia in my character, right? And uh -huh. you guys, uh, you made my T-shirts for my fiftieth. Uh, we did. Came out great, by the way. They were awesome. They were great, and you guys just have a. I just love I, a couple things I don't understand. What's Fourth and John mean? What does that mean? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> well, John, you know, John's the whole Philly, like, you know, John, right? No? No, I don't know. out of Philly too soon. I, I know. I missed this one. What John is, is just like, oh, go grab me that John. Or, oh, I went to the John. Like, it's, you can use it for anything. But it's just like, when you can't think of the word, it's just. So John. Everyone John. says John, in, John around here. It's just, I don't know how it started. But. I, I, I never knew that one. So I was like, I got to ask you about what this fourth and John means. Oh, so when you got the John hoodie, you're like, what's that mean? I didn't know. I was like, fourth and yawn, like they yawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, funny because people reach out to, like, whenever you wear biscuit teas on the show, yeah. I get you know, all the messages and everyone's sending screenshots and, and recently, when you had the Patterson Ave hoodie on at the end of this last season, we got orders from all over Europe. Like, I bet you they didn't even know what Patterson Ave is, but <laughs> they saw me wearing it and they had to have it. So it was, it was really cool. That's great. And, uh, and what you did with the Oscar Lindblom thing, it's just fantastic. You know, yeah. I was so excited for you. Yeah, I, 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 I love to see that hometown stuff. And um, it means a lot because I'm. I, I feel like I represent that in a small way out here and I'm a tight Philly guy and I love my sports teams and I just mm -hmm. can't stand the Lakers. <laughs> the Kings, I like the Kings cause they got Carter and Richards and you know, yeah. win a cup. So. <laughs> um, well, it's funny cause Philly people claim you as their own. Like as far as everyone around here is you're, you're their Philly guy and they oh. love when you put on like, you know, this stuff, like everyone just really proud. Yeah. That you're proud of it, you know. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's like my dad. You know, he's, he was on Action News. He was the guy on City Line Avenue, right? The honker. So, oh, your yeah. dad! I, your dad is just the most genuine. I don't know know him. You know, I don't know if I, I might have met him. You should do your, your podcast. You know, I want to. You know, he he just would wouldn't, wouldn't know how to set it up. He'd be like, oh. I, that's what we're talking about. Our dads, like, yeah. he would he would do it if you made it easy for him. He would definitely. I would love that. Like he just had just such a genuine like, like you said, everyone would honk and like, what was it like growing up with him as your dad in Philly? Because everyone loved him, like, and knew who he was. It was great. I mean, I I was fortunate to, when I moved to Philadelphia. It was just when the Phillies were. We had Steve Carlton, you know, Pete Rose, Manny Trio, uh, Bake McBride, the Flyers, the Clarkie, Bill Barber, Paul Holmgren, 
you know, it was the inception of Dr. J, Moses Malone. Wow, that was a good time. Next, Ron Jaworski. So I was like, I came from football. I'm like, these teams are winning. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the vet. We're going to the spectrum. We're seeing these games. Yeah. It was like, I got to see, get in because they had the action news pass. He had the sports. I was like, this is amazing, you know. Uh, but my dad is such a, like, you're right. I mean, he, he is, uh, I can't even hold a flame to him. He's such a special human being. Yeah, He's such a giving person. He is the type of person that just will sit and listen and take that in and reciprocate back. But he's really listening. He's not a two-minute conversation. Right. And um, I admire his genuineness, his heart, his his way with words, his philosophy in life to laugh, you know, to yeah. love, love unconditionally. It's a it's a very He's a very unique man, and but he emanates warmth, like just his whole vibe and energy. Yeah, he's a shocker on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. David, I'm uh, I, I live right by Buffalo, so I'm just in uh, I'm in St. Catharines. So I'm about 20 minutes from the border of Buffalo. Okay. So when I mentioned you were coming on, a lot of people around here, yeah, um, knew your dad and oh, Rocket Ship Seven, his dad, and and the Buffalo yeah. News and and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So that would be really really need to get, get you gotta have on. him on. You gotta yeah. have him on. That was great times. I mean, I went with him and, you know, helped him set up, you know, promo the robot and Mr. Yeah. Peter, <laughs> we would take trips to Toronto and go to, you know, that was, that was special, man. I, and, you know, growing up, I was with the Sabres and going to see the games at the odd and watching the Montreal Canadians come in and play. And mm -hmm. the odd. Yeah. I, I was, I will, I was just at all. I was so blessed to be able to see special players and athletes play at their peak performance. Um, you know, I saw it was uh, Bobby Clark scores 1000 goal, Bill Barber. Like I was like, I, when the Flyers played the Russians, like I went to these yeah. teams. I'm like mm -hmm. myself, I'm like, you know, just a, an amazing experience growing up in the Philadelphia area with him. Um, but, you know, hey, it comes with lumps, too. Like, I remember being playing football at Malvern and my sophomore year trying to make the varsity team. It was like, yeah, Boreanaz got to sing the Action News theme song. <laughs> like, it's raining outside. They throw ice cubes. It's raining. Or in the vet. Like, it's Dave Roberts. It's hailing. They throw ice cubes at us. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> that's Philadelphia for you. Philly, yeah. That's, Philly, man. that's hardcore Philadelphia, but yeah, I love the city. I, I am so, and when I get to Philadelphia and I step off I, and I, and I get to the city or I, the people, and I just go to these places, the sandwiches and the love and the sports, it's like, I eat this up. It's like when I get, I go into that and I smell the ice, I, the ice yeah. something to me. Like, I was able to do I, when the Flyers came out to LA. I did a you know the first pep talk for them. Really, I got, really? I got in there and I got the players at the lineup. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Drew's like, we got to get you to the lineup. Oh, you should! I was so intense, <laughs> so serious. You know, I'm like, like this is bigger than anything, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, dude, don't talk to me. I got to prep. <laughs> like, motherfuckers, here we go. I went in and just read, and they're oh, looking at me like, what's this guy? That is awesome. <laughs> Did they win? I have it. I have it. Yeah, I, it, they ended up, it was a tie. Um, but I, I remember Gudis coming up to me, and he was just like, like in, the, in the tunnel before they hit the ice, and the players were getting ready. He's like, dude, that was intense, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 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 That's a fun experience, man. Yeah. You know, 
And then I remember once in LA, I met Eric Lindros. That was like Lindros, Leclerc, and Recky were at this party. And I was like, they just finished playing a game and they're all drinking beers. The table had, it was loaded. Cards <laughs> <laughs> on top of the glasses and start building bricks. <laughs> like Eric Lindros, I'm like, fuck, man. Or <laughs> like, like, I even got Buffy. I think I remember. I don't even remember. I was like, oh, you so you were. I, like, I I never get like shell shocked with people athletes. I'm freaking done, man. Like, right. Lindros, Lindros. I remember because Lindros had a cottage up in Muskoka, and we'd mm -hmm. go up to Muskoka every summer. And there's a lot of hockey guys, and he was dating uh, Monica Schnarr. Okay, and we were at small little bar up north in Muskoka, Canada, and my buddies are like. That's Monica Schnarr. And I'm like, that's Eric Lindros. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm like, wow. And it's like small little bar, the Edenvale in uh, Muskoka. And there's Lindros and Monica Schnarr. And it was uh yeah, it's pretty it was surreal to me. Surreal. I went up and yeah, it was it was it was crazy. But um have you got to meet Bernie? Have you got to meet Kim's dad before? I have. I met I met him at a few games. I okay. nothing but love and yeah. hug and handshake. The guy's awesome. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, warmth, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just a phenomenal person. You guys just, I can't say enough how great of a family you are. I mean, he just, yeah. I mean, freaking legend, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, dude. Like, I mean, you, you know, it's when you're from Philly and you have the blessing and your dad does something like that, you're like, as a kid, you're kind of like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, it's your dad. You know what he does, like, behind closed doors. And when you're yeah. wine or, like, making meals, like, that's right. that's what we remember, right? And, uh, yeah. but, yeah, a lot of those, uh, like, Dave Schultz, all those people. I mean, I've met them all. I love them all. And, um, yeah. you know, I consider them part of my family. And they've accepted me. And I bleed orange and black only. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just a, anything to do with the Flyers. And I'm yeah. 100 in. Well, and especially awesome. those guys, just like back in my dad's era, just like, I mean, you don't get better guys than, than them, you know? You're not. And it's like, yeah. they're just, there's just, they're vintage. It's just, it, it's something about the time, right? The, yeah. I mean, your dad, the goalie mask, man, it's like, that was it. That was like, mm -hmm. yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah. so simple, right? Right. It's so simple, but it's so intimidating. Yeah. You mentioned something too, is something that I relate to is just walking into an arena, the smell of an arena yeah. as a kid growing up, it just never changes. It's something that just puts you mentally in that zone. And it's something that when you said that, I was like, man, he's bang on. That's always mm -hmm. what I think of when I walk into a rink is that yep. smell. So. That smell, that, that sight line that it gives you yeah. goosebumps. I walk on a set or I'm on location. It's just, I feel like an athlete going into to an arena. It's like, that's, this is what we got to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I and mean, if you have an opportunity to watch um, uh, John Cooper's speeches on his on NHL right now, his speeches throughout the playoff games, yeah, he's, he's, such a, he's a great coach, and his motivational speeches are phenomenal. I mean, he they really did a good job filming them. I think it's like 15 minutes of all of his pre-prep talks. It's pretty. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's well, really check cool. that out. Check it out, and uh, but yeah, the game in itself is part of my hard and world because I, re I relate it to what I do. I, 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 I want to train like a professional hockey player. When I go back and go and I, and I visit Brian 
I go to the facility at Corgi's. I train in their gyms. Like yeah. I, I want to do sprints with Provo. Provo, yeah. Provo with <laughs> sprints, whatever. Like I'm working out with the guy. I want to. Like, yeah. to me, like that's a great workout. Like I just gotta see if any of them can do a Murph. Now the Murph is that's a workout. Have you well, ever Murph? Okay, so they do it. Um, it's an honor of, of a, a, a guy who died, passed away, and you do it. Uh, you do a uh, hundred. You do a mile run with it with a pack on, right? Yeah. A Fifty pound pack. You do a mile run. You do hundred pull ups, two hundred squats, and um, all with that pack on the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and wow. one, two, and three, <laughs> and then you get finished it with a mile run. It's intense. Wow. Yeah, yeah Provy through that. I mean, he is a bit of a machine, but you know, sure, yeah. that guy's a machine. <laughs> so much. And it, our rock today is the three-year anniversary of, of Razor's death. This is. Can you believe it? That I can we? I, I cannot. I, it, I, it, it's really weird. He was what a great person he was, you know. And how, right. That was a tragedy, and you know, um, that that's just yeah. way, way too soon. You know, when you. Even the, the kid from Columbus to the goaltender, like what? Oh, what I know. That happened. I yeah. couldn't stop thinking about that for days. Like just, it's so yeah. heartbreaking. Ray, Ray Emery, that marina is like 20 minutes from my house in, oh, wow. in Hamilton. So I've been to that marina a million times and just hearing that story was heartbreaking. You could, yeah, it's heartbreaking. And you could see how something so simple, uh, a wrong little decision or something like that, you know, and yeah, confused now. Yeah, in the water, it's so easy to get. You know, and you don't know. That's why you, you know we got to live in the now. Yeah. yeah. Just live in the now. Kelly, Brad McCrimmon. Um, mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been so many just horrible tragedies yeah. along the way. But Pelly, like you're right. Pelly, you know? I remember when Pelly Lindbergh died. I was, I was living in Vassar Circle, and it was like. On the news, it came on. I had to tell my dad that Pelly Lindbergh died. Or I, I just remember that horrible crash and that turn in the course. Like mm -hmm. all those things that you know, when an athlete, it, it's just is it's so tragic when stuff like that happens. It's it's very sad. And yeah, um, but like you uh, said, you have to live live in the now, and you know, make you just never know. So you have to see tomorrow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, how well, were you at the Eagles game when they won? I'm assuming. Yeah, I was. So I didn't go to the Super Bowl. I was at home. Uh, uh, Jaden was on the East Coast at my at my parents' house because he was at South Kent at the time. And um, you know, I've been to so many Eagles games. I have not been to the link. I, no. I yeah. Look at Kim's like oh. I have not. <laughs> I've been to the vet. Yeah, I just haven't I haven't gotten to the link yet. It's really weird. I, I, wow. I don't know. I've seen it from the outside. I haven't been inside yet. I just haven't gotten to a game. Like I've been to every almost flyer game that I can think of. I'd rather go to a flyer game than I would go to an Eagle game. Oh yeah, I'm definitely all yeah. happy. I, mean, yeah. I love the Eagles, but Flyers yeah. are my team. Yeah, the Eagles is just you know, I love the Eagles like the Sixers and the Phillies, but Flyers. I think it would for me it would be Flyers, Eagles, Philly Sixers kind of come. That's that's exactly mine. Flyers, yeah. Eagles, and then the last two kind of yeah. up and down. But it's yeah. I have to get to that. I, I would love to go to the link. Um, I love what the Eagles did in the draft. I you know I know every Philadelphia's a tough sport town. You know, everyone's going to complain. They drove Carson Wentz out. Like it, it's just. Mm -hmm. it, 
it's amazing to watch. Like I, I love tuning into listening to WIP too. It's like yeah, those guys are great. <laughs> I, you know, and I'll call up like just out of the blue, and they won't know like that it's me. Oh, that's great. And I call up last time I was there, and. You know, I'm like the guy call picks up the phone. Like, yeah, WIP, what's up? I'm like, Dave from David from California. Hey, Dave, what's up? What, what do you want to do? I'm just talking about the draft. Okay, like, hold on. Puts me on hold. So I'm like waiting. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be on. Like, I'm like waiting an hour. I'm like, I, I didn't want to say like I'm David Boyan. So like, like, you should know who David is in California, right? Yeah. So then they get on and like they just still don't know it's me from California. Right. They get on. They're like, hey, it's Dave from California. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to hope that, you know, High Rosen's not wearing a mask when he makes his first pick. And it was dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> it was like death. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the freaking phone. I'm like, and it's hard to make that be like, I'm like, I'm like uh, because <laughs> you know you're going to get you're going to get killed. You're going to get off that. So like, nothing happened. It was quick. I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'm like, really weird, right? So it might mean I get something to eat, and I get a text back. He's like, yo, what Dave is this from the guy? Dave, why not? Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I said, no, can you call back? I'm like, no, I'm with my, my son. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. 45-minute dinner. I get back in the car. I put the radio on, and they're still talking about this guy. <laughs> I've ever heard. They're like, yeah, I'm just freaking hung up on, on Dave Boreas, Mr. Philly. SEAL team's got the shit on. Like, you're an idiot. Rampant, but. Yeah. That's amazing. That was funny. <laughs> well, it's been brutal here lately. So hopefully, you know, like you said, they drove Wentz out. And I just feel like everyone's giving Carter Hart such a hard time. I'm like, the kid, he's such a, he's a young kid. Like oh, yeah. in the circumstances with these past, you know, last year, and I'm like, my God, like, yeah, you know, he, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be just fine, even yeah, better. He's gotta, you know, it's it's tricky with athletes when they come out and they pop. They they just hope they don't fizzle. Especially I mean, goalies. Yeah, they they take a longer time to develop. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Carey Price. He he has he has gained so much from having Sean Burke. I believe that. Like I'm a yeah. John Burke. I think he's an amazing person. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of Berkey and he changed Terry Price's technique. Let, let yeah. it come to you, come back a little bit. Don't be so aggressive. And mm -hmm. you know, I don't know much about goaltending as far as the techniques are concerned and stuff. Uh, I'm just more of a chip and chase guy. Talk to <laughs> trash. But it's uh you know, these kids are young, you know, they don't, you got to give time for these players to unite. I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Flyers organization where they're at and with, certain, yeah. with Comcast and uh, you just don't become a corporate. No. And that's what's pretty much been since uh, we lost. Yep. Everything has changed. And Tuesday we have Chuck Fletcher on, so we got the GM of the Fletcher. I had dinner with him when he came out. Great guy. No, really? Okay. Went to Nobu. It was me, Fletch, Brian, Jamie, Jaden. Yeah, it was a cool guy. And I, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm close with Hexy. I love Hextall. I mean, I think, I think Ron's great. I he's great, and so is his wife. She's awesome too. Great guy. Yeah, his wife's awesome. Just. I give him shit for being in Pittsburgh. You know, I 
you know, uh-huh. and, uh, <laughs> you kind of have to like, back, back, back door deals with them, you know, take the drafts, draft picks, <laughs> some people, uh, I'm always, everybody likes to play GM, you know, it's a tough job. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a hot, his, you know, he, everybody wishes they had more money. Everybody wishes they were the Seattle crack cracking with $88 million. Right. <laughs> what can we do now? Right. right. <laughs> uh, good job. This is a big, this is a big year and we'll see what he can do. And, um, I'm crossing my fingers, and I hope, but, uh, you know, as Coatsy would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? Right. Well, we, like you said, we can hope and pray, so we'll give, hopefully, you know, Chuck can get something rolling there. We'll see. We'll see. There's some, some things that need to happen definitely have to be addressed. And, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a tough tough racket. It's different these days, and I think that, you know, speed of the game is different young yeah. players it's going to only evolve maybe more to a lacrosse style of a game i mean i love the physicality of it but i don't i don't think it's the where it used to be playoff hockey is different i love it mm-hmm. yeah. all these rules and regulations and uh, it, it's kind of taken away from the, the intensity of the game a little bit and then you know these kids come out and they could be amazing at their universities or at the ushl level or wherever they're coming out of and then they get to the NHL and they just don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They either don't have the body structure or they they can't put the weight on. It's it's a man's game. You can't be chicken yeah. bumping your shoulder and a like that. You gotta be. Yeah. It's a it's a breed, right? It's a it's a it's just a breed. Yeah. Hockey players are like when yeah. I man, I remember John Leclerc, man. I shook his hand. It was like it was like a vice grip. Right, yeah, uh, <laughs> like a handshake. Like I was like, oh man, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he just felt like a man, like just a uh-huh. like ooh, yeah. <laughs> roll. Like that, that, that team was awesome. You know, that's they're so strong, as you know, Corey and Kim. It's a yeah. great game, but it's different speed and uh, it's so different. I don't. They yeah. they move so fast in the ice. They one little slip or they lose an edge, they could really hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. my brother doesn't even watch anymore because he just he's like the Lindros days, all of that. He just yeah. he hates all the changes. But yeah. I still watch my I still love my flyers. I'll watch them till the yeah. end. <laughs> you know, we'll come back, we'll go to a game. Promise. Yes, yes, for sure. We're good. Well, oh, awesome. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm just looking. I don't think I have anything else for you here. Um, oh, that, that was amazing, David. I, I really appreciate you taking the time because my, my kids kind of freaked out about this one. So they're like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate you know, it. I'm always here. You guys, whatever. I love the podcast. I'm so happy that you guys are doing this. Again, shout out to Biscuit Tees and thank you for what yeah, you guys yeah. lend me and let me use. I really appreciate yeah. that. And it's going to be used a lot this season. So yeah. we'll send you some more. Thank we'll you. We'll send you some more for sure. Okay. And I can't, can't go without some. I promised my mom I would tell her, and she has you on her list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a bunch of girls say, like, "Yeah, he's on my list." I'm like, he's I don't know this listing. Nine, so, yeah. but yeah, you know, I had to put that out there. Bye, <laughs> give her a big hug and kiss from me. Absolutely, dad, and it's amazing, Corey, that I had your father yeah. go up between the. How parties. crazy! See, talk oh, about the universe. Phones. I didn't know who that was. <laughs> that's awesome. No, like that's, that's cool. That's the universe right there. That's historic. On. That's the universe. Be that's great. awesome. Be, be yeah. very grateful, guys. Yes. yes. No. Well, well, thank, thank you so much. 
We'll and do. definitely, right. um, when you're in town, we'll uh, hit a game. Go yeah. we'll see the Bruce play. I like All it. right. All right. Cheers, guys. Good. Thanks so Bye. much, David. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much. I'll have Rob give you a call, okay? To get some oh, stuff. that would be awesome. I, thanks so much for doing this and yeah. and for wearing the stuff all the time in the show. Like, it really, I really appreciate it. You guys do a great job. Here's my terrible, my terrible editing skills. I don't even know how to get out of here. <laughs> I know, I don't either. Like, All right. Okay. Ferrant Favel Generation X podcast is powered by Biscuit Tees and Favel Fitness, bringing you unique comfort and style while optimizing a healthy, organic lifestyle. Yes.